Hi, everyone. I'm Kelly O'Horo, and this is Adaptable Behavior Explained. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. We are coming on the holiday season, and I really wanted to touch base with all of you because for some people, this season doesn't activate a, a warm, fuzzy sense inside of you. And I want to make sure that we're talking about ways to navigate that, things that can come up and some things that you can do to prevent the exacerbation of depression, anxiety, uh, you know, the things that come up that become more intense because of all the added pressures and stress and the holiday demands. And so with us today, I have Julie Russomano, who is going to be uh, chiming in here and there about her experience with clients uh, as part of our Counselor Cafe. And this is important that we get this information out there in a timely fashion because there are so many people that just really are not looking forward to the next couple of months for a variety of reasons. So thanks for tuning in. So like I talked about before, Julie, mental health issues that people generally have are oftentimes really exacerbated by the pressures and stress of the holiday season. Can you think of any recent examples in your cases where people are starting to talk about the fact that it's kind of a doom and gloom thing for them? I would say that that this time of year as a counselor, most of our people come in with the unrealistic expectation that they should be feeling happy because the holidays are coming. And, and for most of us, that's, that's not realistic because there's a lot of pressure, there's a lot of demands, and, and people are people and families are families, and it's just a hard time of year. So I want to make sure that part of our message is that people recognize that feelings only stay hot and big and strong when we're trying to shove them away, when we have all the shoulds and supposed tos, and we're not stopping, slowing down to acknowledge the way that we're experiencing. Honestly, at the holidays, a lot of stimulus in our environment. You know, the temperature, the the decorations, the sound of holiday music, the, the way that stores change their displays, all of those things serve as a reminder to our nervous system that if something bad happened during any of those seasons, their body starts to go into this memory place uh, triggered into times where things might not have been so so happy or so good. And now we have all this environmental stimulus to remind us of that. And so for people who don't know why they get so low or, or more anxious during the holidays, this is hopefully going to help them think about what happened in their life so they can start to reverse engineer the cause of the exacerbation in their nervous system. So we want to encourage people to acknowledge their feelings, lean into them, and recognize that if they do, they're not necessarily going to stay as stuck or feel as trapped in those emotions. And, and they don't have to just get through the season. They can lean into and experience the season for what it is for them. Right. So the information that we've got is not just anecdotal from our couches in our in our offices, but when NAMI did a study about mental illness and holiday experiences, what they found was that 64% of people reported a much greater increase in their symptoms of depression and anxiety around the holidays. So what that tells us is more than half the people walking around aren't feeling happy-go-lucky about the holiday experience. Do you have any clients that have started talking about anything specific related to what they're going through or even better yet, what it reminds them of and why they don't care for this time of year? Right. Well, and, and again, I think a lot of that goes back to expectations and 
their childhood. You know, Christmas is supposed to be a magical time. And for many of us, while there are magical parts of it, it's not 100% magical or it's not always magical. And families are hard and complex and there's so much going on. Right. right? And, and we start to feel like it should all be better when we forget sometimes the only one we can control is us. Right. So I, I want to go back to what you said about expectations. I think we are fraught with shoulds and supposed tos, and depending on our family dynamics, we, we think that we're supposed to have experiences like the movies where everything is happy and warm. And I think one of the things that serves us at this time of year is to level set our expectations. You know, so recognizing in ourself what's going to work for me, what's not going to work for me, and set realistic expectations uh, so that I'm not just chronically disappointed in what what the shoulds and supposed tos were going to look like from a commercial perspective. And I want to go into a little bit about one of the things that exacerbates expectations, and that's family dynamics, right? We've got, with family dynamics, we've got things like, when to be somewhere, we got to show up at this time, this family wants this, this family wants that, everybody together complicates the nervous system, complicates all of our data, and I can tell you that in my family system, when we get everybody together, they come, but I think that a lot of them have their own levels of anxiety and stress related to just all of us getting together. Right, and it's impossible when you have a big group of family or friends or whatever, to expect everyone to feel happy. Right. Right. And, and we have this expectation that we should just love everything and it should all be warm and stuff. And, and it's okay for it not to be. Right? So some things that we want to reinforce are we can have family expectations, we can have family traditions, but what we really want to make sure we're, we're coming into the holiday season with is a really clear idea about the boundaries that we may need to set in order to, to pace ourselves through this season. I mean, we're, we're three months of demands, family demands, things like that for a lot of us. And so we need to be able to set boundaries with family members. We need to talk about things like what's, what's going to be off limits or not off limits, for example, Families sometimes want to talk about politics. You know, maybe that's not going to be something we want to discuss for, you know, the holiday season. And we need to set some boundaries around that. Uh, religion, how we're raising our children, how we, you know, parent, those things all can be hot topics. And so we want to make sure we exercise the use of boundaries, saying what we mean, meaning what we say, while not saying it mean, you know, yeah. what's okay and not okay with me in, in a simple nutshell about boundaries. Right. And it's also good to, to remember what you do for self-care, right? So if things are getting um, hot or tense with the family, you know what you can do? You can say, hey, I'm, just give me a few minutes and you can go and take yourself out of the situation right. to calm down. Because if you're coming from a calm place, that's going to help the whole family system because right. it's going to bring some of the energy right. down. And, and focusing on the communication that's needed in order to make sure that you recognize what you need, you recognize how to express that and be assertive in your communication when you've decided what it is that you need so that you can clearly express those things and then honor yourself even if other people aren't thrilled with the way you've expressed that or that it is that it doesn't match what they'd like to do or say or, or have happen right now. And then we need to recognize that it's okay for things to be different 
and that we can change gears and change directions. And um, it doesn't have to be prepackaged expectations or in a nutshell. Another thing that we want to talk about is financial stress. That's a big one. That's a big one. It's, it, it's, it's huge. It's, it's huge. And, you know, I mean, the day after Halloween, the toy ads are out, you know, spend right. this, get this, this stuff. And it's really hard this year because of inflation. It is. It is. It it's is really, definitely really hard. Everyone is struggling mm-hmm. to make ends meet. That's that's the truth. And so this is another area where we need to reflect on our current financial situation and decide what is it that I can do this year? What is it that's going to work for me? That's not going to extend me ways that I can be creative in my uh, generosity and make sure that I manage that preemptively to help myself alleviate the stress of financial um, discourse or anxiety around those things. So managing our finances is a critical component of this time of year. And there's so many cool ways that you can be generous without having to spend a lot of money. So turn to the internet, you know, look at things, look up things, get creative with perhaps offering quality time or experiences as opposed to necessarily buying for the people that you care about and be clear about the communication around that. You know, I'm going to share a little example uh, from my, my son-in-law. He messaged me the other day and he said, what are the expectations around gift giving in the family? Because this is our first Christmas together. Uh-huh. And I said, I really appreciate one, that you asked me and two, that you're conscientious, that you want to be part of this and do it in an honoring way. And I said, honestly, we're not really focused on the gifts for the adults. We tend to do more about experiences with the adults. And if you want to get something small for the nieces and nephews, it doesn't need to be, you know, a big deal. And, you know, we don't draw hats or names out of hats or anything like that for the adults because it puts so much undue financial stress on most of our family that we just have opted out of that. And he goes, that sounds awesome. You know, so I think that just that is a really good example about how can we use our voice and communicate about these stresses and do something that fits for the current circumstances, and that, and that can change in a family system over time. Right, and so that works on not over the not only the financial stressors, but in in having that discussion about expectations. And the more we talk about this stuff, the more it brings down those expectations and puts them back in that realistic zone right. where we can feel more comfortable. Exactly. So not everybody has family. And I, you know, one of our colleagues brought up the other day, she said, I don't love this time of year because there's so many uh, visible signs of where the joy is supposed to be, yet I'm still unmarried, I'm alone. And, mm-hmm. you know, I it hit me, it really hit me because yeah. I thought, you know, we don't stop to think about those who don't have partners or families in the world and they're alone for the holidays. And that really kicks up a lot for people. So it can lead to feelings of sadness and isolation And so I want to encourage people to really be proactively involved with staying connected. You know, can you think of some ways that someone who might be alone could stay connected with others during this season so that it's less uncomfortable and they're, and they feel more part of community? Um, Well, a a couple of things they can do is, is, is what our colleague did, right? She reached out to us, right? And, Mm -hmm. and in us having that knowledge of that, 
you know, we may be more able to reach out to her to develop um, kind of a family outside of the family, you know, create time with your friends. You know, this is a great time for some volunteer opportunities where, where you can go and support those who are less fortunate and have that sense of community and that, that sense of giving. I got to share a, a cute story. My, one of my sons, he, one of his friends said, you know, my family's not out here. And so what I do for Thanksgiving every year is I make a bunch of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and I get my roller skates and I go roller skate down the boardwalk and I pass out peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to homeless people. And she goes, I love it so much. I don't think I'll go back to doing anything else for Thanksgiving. Oh, and it made my heart so warm because I thought this is such a, a beautiful adaptation to being alone. And she's found a way to sort of cultivate connection with other people who are likely feeling alone too, which the antithesis of that loneliness is connection. And she's found a way to do that in such a generous, loving way. And I just, I I really admired it and I thought it was creative and I wanted to encourage people to get creative about how they can cultivate connection, even if they're not in an ideal family system in, in this time. And I think an important thing to realize is that connection doesn't have to be a three-hour dinner or spending a whole day with someone, that connection with that one person, that smile, that that giving, right, gives comfort not only to her but to the person who's getting, right? right? And we have to realize how, how uplifting that little moment of connection can be. For sure. And, and, not, and, and trying to avoid the, of, of the avoidance of by holding up and isolating and, and removing yourself from potential possibilities of connection certainly will exacerbate the loneliness, depression, and anxious symptoms. So we want to encourage going outside of the box a little bit and making sure people recognize there are other things you can do if you don't have the ideal family system. One last topic that we need to address is the holidays can be a hard time for grief. You know, every year if you've lost someone, every year when you hit these you know, anniversary moments, they can be really challenging, especially for the first couple of years while we're still, you know, ripe in the grieving process. So what are some things that you can, you can invite people to do if they're still struggling with grief to help them alleviate those experiences and perhaps bring some more closure to their, their, uh, their loss? Well, I think, I think one of the first things that you can do is help to normalize it for people. Right? Because I think people think that, you know, oh gosh, it's been a year and I should be over it, right? And there's, there's you know, grief takes its own time, right? And, and, and what we miss is that connection. So maybe they can spend some time talking about the loved one or just, you know, realizing that it's okay, that it's still sad and, and that you miss this person and, and what you miss about that person may be the connection. And it's an opportunity to develop new traditions, Mm-hmm. You know, thinking about the the loved one that has been lost or, or ones that have been lost, they wouldn't want us to be sad and missing out on the now because of what was. And so it's an opportunity to almost honor our loved ones who we've lost by developing new traditions, paying, you know, honor to them during those times, stopping and slowing down and feeling the connection in whatever way you do with with loss mm-hmm. and just kind of having quiet moments of acknowledgement and leaning into those feelings, I think is really important as well. Mm-hmm. But like you said, if someone is struggling with that, 
reaching out, seeking connection, seeking support from, from friends or family, or if they need to find a therapist, I think it's a really important reason to do that, to help accelerate the processing of grief with EMDR therapy. It's so effective in accelerating our ability to get everything out of the way, except for the natural state of grief that does take its own course. So we want to encourage getting help if people need to get help. Absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I appreciate your time. I hope that you find the joyful times in moments throughout the holiday season this year and that you take time to slow down, acknowledge your feelings, and lean in. No matter what your holiday experience has been like or is like for you this year, depending on your life circumstances, know that you're not alone and that it's important to acknowledge and lean into those experiences rather than trying to shove away any feelings that you have. Feelings uh, only get bigger when we try to push them away, so just honor where you are and have grace for yourself. And uh, remember to lead with love because it'll never steer you wrong.